this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Well, hello and welcome to another glorious episode of the Jay Allen Show. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. And everything is going the way that you want inside of this new world of ours of 2021. So let's get to it. Let's start talking about the things that are going on and going around. But I have to tell you, as we get started today, I am so excited that I have the opportunity to speak with Matt Jones. He is the founding director of Advanced Safety Coaching Executives to Champions of Health and Safety. I have to tell you, I am familiar with Matt Jones' work, and we talk about his work, what he's doing down in New Zealand, and how everything has come about till this point inside of his career. We also go and take some deep dives on how he's even influenced our little network right here of Safety FM. So without much further ado, let's get it rolling and bowling, and let's take a listen to what Matt Jones has to say on this episode of the Jay Allen Show. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. Good morning, or should I say good afternoon? I'm not even sure. <laughs> hey, Jay. Uh, it's bright and early here today, so it's uh, Wednesday morning. Oh. oh, okay. So you're definitely into the future. So yeah. number one, thanks for doing this, because I have to tell you, if we don't start off with anything besides when do you sleep, I don't even know what should be the correct question to start off with. It's a great question, Jay. Um, I've got five kids at home as well, so very young ages. So I'm, I'm probably averaging about four or five hours sleep a day at the moment. <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't even know if you can consider that really sleeping at this particular I point. I have to tell you, I, I go online and I see more things that you're either doing or creating or generating and there has to be a secret to what you're doing it either is a board a map there's something that you're doing that is just sticking out well tell me the secret it's an interesting question i think um the fuel is a lot of caffeine for sure uh, <laughs> and i guess yeah look, look there is a bit of a purpose there is a, a bit of a, a mission um ultimately it's about driving community um I, i'm a big believer that the solutions are within a broad community and it's just trying to bring good people together. Hence why, I mean, I'm, I'm wrapped to be on, on the show and to be able to um, tell you my story. So, so well, I have, to t- I, have to say, I have to tell you, it's been, it's been a long time because we had a conversation about, mm-hmm. about this a long time ago. And it just didn't, we could, just could never get it to work out. Yes. And the funny part is that I sit back and I don't know if you've ever heard me say this or if you've, if you've even caught a glimmer of this. But the only person that I could find doing podcasting and radio when I first started with this was you. Wow. And you were definitely in a totally different world than I was. <laughs> um, and I know that it's kind of their community, but still, I was like, you were the only one that was doing it. So I look at it and I go, hey, you know, if it wouldn't have been for some of the ideas that you had already started, probably Safety FM wouldn't be what it is today. Wow. That really means something. Thank you, Jay. Um, that's incredible to to know that. So, <laughs> there you go. Clearly, the the, the mission is is working. Um, uh, yeah, it it kind of it it just happened organically. Uh, particularly the radio um, show um, piece of the puzzle. I had a good friend of mine who is an amazing um, uh, individual who helps people unclear blocks. So, getting into um, running my own business. 
inevitably that highlighted some uh, issues I had around um, receiving money. Uh, I was doing a lot of good work, but <laughs> uh, like, I was had a real challenge about actually asking for um, payback, uh, which isn't great when you're running your own business. So um, she, helped, right. she helped me to understand that and overcome that. And then um, yeah, it turned out she has her own radio show uh, on a local, local radio station here in New Zealand and uh, the opportunity came along and I thought well you know what let's do it so um yeah it's been all go ever since so let's talk about that let's kind of really backtrack for a moment so before mm. you even get into start doing your own business how does this come about to you mm. at what point do you wake up one morning or is it over several mornings you go well I think safety is the way to do it and because it's not difficult enough let's do my own business at the same time so how did that happen um, I think you know like I, I've uh, like many of us I've worked for for many different companies very many different people over the years and um, when I pause to reflect on it um, I always for one reason or another ended up in a wee bit of conflict and it was often because I've got a really strong sense of purpose and values right so if I ever see things that I don't feel are quite right I, I, I'm very uh, I, I don't uh, pull the punches, you know. I'll, I'll let them know. And- you're not shy. You're not shy. You're trying to be. You're you're trying to put it the kind way. You're not shy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, uh huh. And inevitably, it ruffles feathers. You know, you may get a, a good response initially. It's like, well, thank you for your feedback, Matt. We'll take that on board and we'll work with it. But you know, you've ruffled feathers, and basically, you, your days are numbered. <laughs> so, um- so, so when you so when you looked at it, did you kind of count that exactly? Because at the end of the day, these are the people when you're working inside of an employee employer environment Mm. these are the people that are essentially signing your paycheck to some extent Mm. so is that where some of the drive came from yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um so uh i guess in the role of of health and safety you you would assume hey look here's an issue here's some solution um or possible solutions you would assume that that's kind of part of your role right that's what you're there to do but if you're doing it if you're doing it well and if you come in with a, a good degree of confidence that that can then be perceived as a threat to those who Uh, have become comfortable or do not necessarily understand the benefits of change. And so um, I guess that was possibly the, um, the, the seed that led me toward, okay, now it's time to um, give this a crack and and get into my own business. Um, The the slightly longer version of the story is um, I was working for a a state owned enterprise. So I was a a big employer here in New Zealand for a couple of years as a national health and safety manager. Um, I felt that my time there was done. So I moved on, joined up with an old colleague of mine who had a, uh, what I considered to be a functioning business. And uh, within a couple of weeks, (laughs) it became apparent that there was no work. So um, I'd left a really good Good job, well paid, good conditions, uh, and to find myself unemployed. So um, the choice then was, okay, do I go back to employment, find something else, or do I take this as the chance and the opportunity to really uh, make an impact? So what drove you to the safety field? How did you end up getting Mm. to the portion where you said, hey, I want to get into safety? Because there's not a lot of people that I speak with that they wake up and go, oh, yeah, safety is the way to go. I mean, it's it's starting to happen now, but... Mm. And for people that are you know been around for a while, it's like, well, I kind of fell into it or yeah. some variation oh, of that. Totally. I'm the same. Um, I was beginning to wonder if it was a New Zealand thing, but clearly it's an international <laughs> um, <laughs> approach to the world of health and safety. Yeah, look, I, I fell into it too. Um, I think I've only possibly met two individuals in the last recent times that have actually moved into health and safety as a career choice. 
Uh, so the the backstory is um, for many years I was in hospitality. Um, uh, I, I got a degree um, philosophy and politics, extremely useful degree back in the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns out it wasn't going to pay the bills, so um, I, I worked in bars, worked in restaurants, all sorts. I originally come from the UK uh, and moved over to New Zealand for initially twelve months, just for a bit of a, a gap year, just for a bit of experience. And sixteen, seventeen years later, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. Uh, so I met my my wife. Um, at that time, I was working as a seal swim tour guide. So I was working in the ocean in open water, taking people out into the water to, to experience their time with seals. Um, and we realized that that wasn't going to pay the bills, uh, particularly with the arrival of our, our firstborn. So uh, we moved to the big city. Um, and at that time, I um, approached a trade union. Um, they were based in the world of hospitality, fast food hotels, retail. I felt like there was a bit of a synergy there. Um, I guess that probably tells you a lot about me is that I saw issues in the industry that I'd been part of and I felt that I had a chance to perhaps help make some improvements for others. Um, two and a bit years of, of battle, conflict. Oh man, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> pretty thankless task. I had some wins, but um, by the end of it, I was, I was burnt out. Um, by then, we had moved to Christchurch, which um, for some of your listeners may uh, recall, it's Earthquake City. This is the epicenter of, of those amazing or traumatic events that took place here in, in New Zealand. And as it was at that stage, I'd lost lots of members. Um, their um, their uh, work, uh, workplaces had fallen over. I went through lots of redundancy meetings with lots of, lots of my members, and I was burnt out, ready for a change. I had a knock on the door from a construction uh, business owner who was having real troubles getting over the health and safety paperwork hurdles. They had bag loads of work, but they just couldn't master the health and safety component and they were going to lose a lot of work. So um, I jumped at a chance and um, got involved in health and safety. The, um, the lessons I had learned in the trade union space, um, distilling complex legal jargon into everyday language became natural. Uh, within 12 months, they were up for national health and safety awards. Um, and suddenly I was being shoulder tapped left, right and center. And uh, I've been in health and safety ever since. So let's let's go down that for just a brief moment, because I think that that's where it gets very, very interesting. So you go from the hospitality business into this, because now all of a sudden you're seeing that there's work. Mm -hmm. Do you think that part of your hospitality degree helped you to get where you're at currently? Absolutely. Because you understood relationships? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the ability to um, refine your messaging and the way in which you, you um, speak with your, your clientele, with the people that walk through the door. You never know who's going to walk through the door next, right? So having that ability to either be super relaxed or super formal, <clears throat> depending on the situation, can really open doors and enable you to get some of that key messaging through uh, which otherwise may not be what people want to hear so yeah I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience um, as my kids get older um, I'm really keen for them to just explore the world and uh, not go down the traditional career path straight away um, taste things you know get get used to what the world is like learn those soft skills long before getting into the trappings of careers and professionals yeah so after you got into the trappings of career professionals, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it's changed. It's changed a little bit, of course, sure. for what you're doing. At w at what point do you say, okay, the friend approaches you, says radio, mm. and you say, yes, let's do it. Let's talk about this subject matter mm. because there is no subject matter that you won't touch on your show, yeah. at least when it comes related to the world of safety. 
So at what point are you already feeling confident enough that you can have these discussions on the air? Yeah, it's a yeah, great question. Um, it's Yeah, you're right. It's, it's very much putting your head on a block because um, when you have um, uh, guest speakers, subject matter experts, you're, you're dealing with topics that are pretty hot off the press. Often, uh, currently at the moment, we've got some really significant court cases that are just starting to go through the process of the courts. We have to be very careful what we say because at the moment, a lot of it is still up for debate. Um, I guess maybe it's a little bit of a cavalier approach, but also um, I stick to what I know. And so if there are times where it's getting a little bit gray and a little bit uncertain, I'll, I'll just simply call it and say, hey, look, um, I only know what I know. And let's kind of steer the conversation into those those safer realms. Um, I guess the other piece is um, maybe just being open and honest is enough, you know, like um, – picking on or, or peeling back the the information that your your guests have or or the the, the topic you're discussing is is content in itself you know so yeah it's just just knowing your, your boundaries and having fun well i mean there's been a couple of times on your show that you've pre- you played translator as well mm. where you're translating what the people are saying mm-hmm. you're kind of giving us the the um the the simpler version and i mean that in a good way that you know average Joe like me could understand it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's the most important thing, right? And it's the same with your show. It's, it's trying to provide as much value as possible to your listeners. Otherwise, what are we here for other than, you know, better hot air and making us feel good about ourselves? It's, that's not really the, the mission. So, well, I, I look at it this way. I wanted to be in a room locked up talking to myself. I just didn't want it with a whole bunch of pads in the, on the wall that, I, you know, they were paying some orderlies <laughs> to watch me. So I figured this would be the better way around it. <laughs> Good, good time spender, right? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask the question. So you do this, but the first time that you decide to go on the air, you're going on to the radio. How many how many years are you already in the in the business? Yeah. That you that you feel because you, you, there is a level of confidence that you have to have at that moment mm-hmm. where you're okay with doing this because it could go great or it could go terribly wrong mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just a combination of both and we just kind of work our way through it yeah so how does it go i mean and what do you, i mean like what are we talking a couple of years in three years in mm-hmm. five twenty i mean i'm just joking uh, for the 20 portion but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no, look, i think probably we're looking at about five and a half six years in the health and safety space um and then a couple of years on top of that with the union work uh, with the union job there was a lot of public speaking there were awful lot of time in front of the media in front of the cameras so i learned the hard way how to deliver messaging and, and to, you know, like hopefully I do okay at, at public speaking. Um, but yeah, it, it, I guess in the world of health and safety, that's still pretty early days, you know, like there's just so much to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, um, it's just knowing my, my lane. So for me, I'm, I'm a generalist practitioner, right? So uh, I don't pretend to be an expert in hazardous substance management or, or whatever it might be, but um, I know enough perhaps to be dangerous, you know? And so, um, it, there's a bit of, a bit of, um, uh, confidence there. Some may interpret that as, as arrogance, but I don't think it is because it's coming from the right space. I'm, I'm doing it because I just want to get that message out. Well, and then this is where it gets pretty interesting because you're wanting to get the message out. You start getting messaging out and then you're already a business owner, but you start doing what we would call here in the U S market, a franchise model <laughs> where you're kind of opening, you're teaching people how to do stuff, go out there and kind of do in the name of how do you come up with this? How do you go? This is what I want to do, especially because let's be realistic. You're kind of far from the rest of the world. So, 
you, you decided to do this and open it up pretty largely to the whole planet. So how does this idea come about? And you go, Hey, I'm just sitting here, something new to come up yeah, with. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Intuition. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really not much more than that. Uh, interestingly, um, I, very recently, I, I, I dedicate some of my time for free. I, I go to the local college and I speak to um, business uh, management students there. Part of their paper is uh, there's a health and safety uh, paper as part of their training. And so I go in and they're expecting a, you know, the mundane, boring presentation, word verbatim presentation slides, the whole shebang. But I come in with no slides and I just talk to them uh, honestly in, 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 uh, for about 60 minutes. And um, I always get great feedback from them. Now, what's happened in recent times is uh, one of those students has approached me and said, hey, look, I've swapped my HR business um, roadmap. I'm now getting into health and safety because of your talk. It was amazing. And I, I feel so inspired by it. Uh, I'm now doing a, um, a diploma in health and safety, and I need to get some time uh, on the ground. What do you think? So her and I are looking at um, uh, bringing her in as an intern. Amazing. But one of the things that came about during our first initial conversation was the same question. Where's where's the roadmap? Where's this grand plan that you clearly are working by? And I'm just like, um, this is going to freak you out, but I've never really stopped to write it down. Um, it, it all just comes <laughs> perhaps a little bit on impulse, but it, it kind of fits two or three categories, right? So... One, clearly there's, I've got the business to think of, but um, I'm all about long-term uh, goals. So my poor wife um, is often screaming at me saying, where's the return for all this time and effort you're putting in, Mr. Jones? And I'm just like, it'll come, it'll come. You know? <laughs> and it's starting to, you know, the business is really finding its feet now. We've got some amazing clients. Um, I'm working with some incredible uh, business leaders, mentoring and tutoring one-on-one, uh, -on -one, which is epic. But um, yeah, I, it, it is possibly a flaw of mine that I haven't paused to actually really refine exactly what is happening and what I'm doing. Uh, perhaps watch this space because I think um, this year could be the year where I really um, crystallize those visions and really start to, to pull it all together. What you've mentioned though, Jay, is that I truly believe that this is a global community now, right? It, 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 the, the COVID um, pandemic has really forced us into this new era where we can have these conversations um, electronically. And it feels like I'm in, I'm in your room, man. Like I'm just sitting there in your studio, just chilling and it's great. Um, right. And um, one of the big hairy audacious goals I've got is being able to pull off global international events for health and safety people, you know, getting together, um, chewing the fat with um, open ended conversations and then having a blast, you know, having amazing parties and, and just celebrating the fact that we're out there doing what we do um, and building on that community. But Matt, let's talk about this for a moment. And, and I'm not trying to blow smoke as you're sitting here, but mm. you have to acknowledge to an extent that there are people that look your direction and are imitating your model. Mm. They are copying what you're doing out there. I mean, let's be realistic. Mm. Once I saw you come up with that, I had not seen anybody else doing it. And all of a sudden, not to name names, but I did see about two or three people, organizations, company forming, whatever you want to call it, doing almost the exact replica. And what, there was one in particular that you changed something. And when about a week or two later, they changed to the exact same thing. And I was like, hold on. what's good?" So at one point, I thought that you might have been involved. But then I was able to do you know, enough searching online to figure out, oh, no, they're just they're just watching exactly what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I do guess. you realize that people are doing that? 
Yeah, I do. I, I mean, do. don't be, don't be shy and don't be <laughs> humble. I mean, I I'm the one saying it. You can say yeah, yes yeah. or no. Yeah, I, I'm nodding. Um, no, Jay, you, you you're right, and I'd, I'd be a fool not to be aware of it. I guess. Look, I mean, uh, on oh, let's let's talk bloody um, corporate speak, right? So on the macro. Uh, it's, it's great, you know, because it means that what I'm doing is clearly working. It's resonating with people and they're like, okay, if this is working for, you know, Matt Jones in the middle of nowhere down in this, the, the most Southern Pacific space you can find and it's working for him, then let's give it a go. Awesome. Because it means that the message is getting to a much broader audience than I ever could. On the on the micro level, the, the local level, look, I mean, I, 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 yes, it's a bit of a compliment. It does frustrate me sometimes if I'm open and honest. But, um, again, if it means that people that I may not have reached um, are in one way or another getting involved in, in health and safety community, then that's fine. And it also means that um, one of the reasons why uh, Advanced Safety has been around since 2016, so I launched the business then. And at the same time, I launched a health and safety professional group online, uh, the New Zealand Health and Safety Professionals. Initially, it was on LinkedIn. Uh, within the first few months, we had a couple of hundred members, which – New Zealand's got a relatively small pool of health and safety professionals. So for me, that was like, okay, clearly onto something here. Uh, a couple of years later, we launched a Facebook group. Um, between the two groups now, we've got over 2,000 members. It's amazing. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I guess the, the, the instinct was we, we're, we're missing something. We've got professional development training sessions. We've got these formal meetings that we can be part of through our professional bodies which is great. Um, but my frustration was that uh, we were missing an opportunity to simply talk uh, and explore what's working, what's not, and how we can overcome them as a group. Um, the conversations were limited to the first five minutes and the last five minutes of those those uh, events where people were quickly just rushing back to their workplace. So that's one of the reasons why I set up that group. Um, but um, it was seen as a bit of a challenge. I've had some interesting conversations with people down corridors and you know in between um, events and you know some of it hasn't been particularly pretty but the end result is that those organizations have finally recognized that they were missing a piece and are now making moves to try and engage um, people that were otherwise completely and utterly disengaged and weren't even aware that those groups exist so look I, I take it on the chin I think it's it's a positive thing but there is part of me it's like okay cool so they're getting all the recognition but I, I, it was little old me doing all the hard yards. Oh well, you know my skin's thick. And well, you're you're way too kind because I'm <laughs> going to tell you, I see stuff like that and it drives me crazy. And here's the thing: I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me to a fullest extent if people are mimicking because it's going to happen. Mm. But at least acknowledge. I mean, acknowledge yeah. that. Hey, this is where I got it from. Mm. I mean, because. Let's be let's be real. You can come up with a concept and the way that it sometimes works, somebody can do something slightly better because they're already kind of imitating what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And this, this happens across the board. But at least acknowledge that you did it because mm -hmm. you're doing all this hard work. You're the one that's coming up with a concept and they're coming in, taking a look at what you're doing and going, oh, it's the same thing. And that's just me going off nothing that you said. So I want to make sure that these were my opinions, not the ones <laughs> that I'm the one, you know, go over here saying it. Because I have no problem playing the bad guy. So, <laughs> thanks, Jay. But it's—I mean, it's, it's just—it's just interesting. It's just mm -hmm. interesting on how it works. Because I see you doing a lot of hard work. So, mm -hmm. and I see that when you open up the group and you talk about it, and I've seen when when you're doing the the offering online. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important because you're pouring your heart inside yeah. of there, and you're pouring your knowledge inside of there. Mm -hmm. 
and it's always, you know, it's always the weird part that you did men- mention earlier about, you know, monetizing it. Because mm. what do you put on value on knowledge and heart and everything else that you're putting in there? So I understand, I understand that. Mm. But you're going out there and you're doing this for then in return, people to, you know, attempt to monetize what you're doing on their own. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Look, and I've had good friends, uh, advisors, mentors turning to me and going, dude, like you need to, you need to switch on the, the, the monetization of this because you're just giving away so much. When, when I set up the business, um, I, I, in all honesty, right. I had no business experience. I had been a business partner in a health and safety consultancy a few years ago, but that was a barely functioning business that to be honest, was a bit of a cowboy operation. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure if it's the same in the states, but there's 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 still many health and safety. They all are consultants, <laughs> you know, like running around pretending to be right. these people. And, it's, and unfortunately, it took me a little while. I, I realized in the early stages that that was the case, but it took me a while to build up the confidence to say enough and, and to move on. But um, oh gosh, where was I going? Uh, yeah, so the monetization. So. When I set up Advanced Safety, um, I was looking to um, find some uh, guidance, some uh, something that resonated with me that enabled me to perhaps piggyback and copy off of, of them. Um, I don't know if you, you or the audience are aware of um, the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk and um, Tom Bilyeu and others who they they're kind of like the real cutting edge entrepreneurial. Uh, business people that you see on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, Gary V. Gary V's kind of well known all all on social. Doesn't matter which yeah. social you're on, he's popped you in it. around there some way, shape, or form. You can't escape it, right? Um, but <laughs> right, what, what I like about him in particular, yes, he's he's quite um, a divisive character, right? You either love him or you absolutely hate this guy. But what resonated with me was the idea that look, give away your most valuable stuff. Seems counterintuitive, but you will be one of the few that are prepared to do it. And if you do that, you will um, you will win regardless of what happens. Um, and so I had a long chat with my wife about this, and I was like, "Look, this is good. we're playing a really long game here. Um, I, I will be able to provide and you know ensure we get food on the table, but um, I'm I'm a I, yeah I'm, I'm playing a long game in terms of I really want to one inspire change." Based on what you're saying to me, Jay, it sounds like that's well and truly happening, which is, you know, gosh, like uh, this is one of those rare moments where I get some feedback. I'll be honest, like I don't get to have these conversations very often, so it's awesome to hear it. Um, And secondly, um, I know that one day uh, when I look back, I know that I've made an impact in the industry that I love, but also the industry that frustrates the hell out of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is the Jay Allen Show. At Hop University, we cut the bullshit out of human and organizational performance training. We were born out of necessity. We hear it all the time. Human and organizational performance courses are expensive and hard to find. Safety classes put me to sleep. Help. So we did. We offer on-demand, high-quality online courses in human and organizational performance, safety, and leadership, all led by seasoned safety and hot practitioners. No need to schedule time for that conference, no need to track down the latest guru, and no stuffy classroom required. Join us today at hopuniversity.org. That's H-O-P university.org. Hey, have you ever wanted to hear what's going on around in the world of safety and you're not able to do so? Have you ever wanted to take a listen to what exactly is going around? 
in the world of safety. What if we called that thing around the safety pod? And we told you month over month what is happening in the mix. Would you care to know what would it be worth to you? Now, here's the fun part. Besides that you can find out exactly what's going on inside of the world of safety, there's also other information available there. Stuff that you can start using as early as today. How about you give us a look? Go to our website, safetyfmplus.com. That's safetyfmplus.com to find out what exactly is going on inside of the world of safety, around the world of safety, and inside of the world of safety. And don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. I'll see you on the other side. Make sure to join the revolution. And we are back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM. So have you have you noticed over this last little bit, of course, COVID being the thing that it has for a little over a year at this particular point, what kind of impact did it have on you, mm-hmm. meaning on how you changed the process for the business, mm-hmm. not necessarily the business itself, mm-hmm. but on what you had planned yeah. to what it ended up, you ended up doing during that time? Yeah, it, it actually sped up a few things that I had on the back burner. Um on the ground level, unfortunately, I, I lost a couple of my staff. So at that stage, I had um, two full-timers. One was on maternity leave, and she was due to return any day. Um, we were fortunate initially. We had some um, uh, subsidy given to us by by the New Zealand government to assist small businesses surviving the, the early stages of the lockdown. But inevitably, um, work dried up. And um, reality crashed in. I held on to them for as long as I could, um, possibly a bit too long, but and the decision was made uh, eventually to let them go during that lockdown period. So here in New Zealand, we were locked down for about six weeks. We were the government. I mean, gosh, if there was ever um, an example of good planning um, and um, health safety uh, response um, and and the positive outcomes of that, the New Zealand government response to the, the COVID pandemic was phenomenal. Uh, I'm sure there'll be many studies written about that in time to come, but um yeah, so for, for me, during that lockdown period, work had dried up. I was at home with five kids. I was fortunate that I, I've got um, support from um, some legal um, uh, advisors who were able to um, uh, argue that I was a, um, a an essential service provider, which enabled me to get a container delivered on my driveway. So I'm, I'm still in the container, actually. This is a, a temporary office space that I have in my driveway. Oh, home, okay. It's pretty cool. I, I would have never known if you wouldn't have told me. <laughs> I, I, from what I can see, this looks like a standard office. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a good <laughs> six by eight. You know? It's quite very cozy. Um, so, uh, yeah. So in, in, instead of just kind of, okay, well, you know, we're in lockdown. I'll take time out and, and try and enjoy my, my, my time here. Um, instead, I got really busy. Um, I went to live um, interviews. So um, uh, the, the, the podcasts and the, the radio show switched very quickly to online live um, broadcasts, inviting as many mm-hmm. subject matter experts as I could get my hands on to provide as much information out to um, the professional groups that I'm a part of and, and to the wider community as efficiently as I possibly could. And then online learning was always something that I'd been dabbling with, but this really kind of put the, uh, the, the the fuel to the fire. Um, so since then, um, built a whole suite of uh, various online learning tools for entry-level newbie health and safety people all the way up to the seasoned professionals. Um, it's basically given me um, the uh, the reason to really build a, another um 
uh, column or another piece to the advanced safety puzzle. Um, and then in general, um, a little bit less travel um, and more time on conference calls, which is good and bad. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. It's most, I mean, I like talking to people, but, you know, being stuck on a conference call two, three times mm -hmm. a day, yeah. not, a, not a huge fan, but that's just me personally. I like, but I do like, I do like the interaction. Yeah. So you do all these new mm -hmm. things that, you know, you were dabbling in, have plans mm -hmm. for. Do you think that this will now be a vital part mm -hmm. once we start seeing some of the, mm -hmm. you know, some of the vaccines make it to places, people taking vaccines, being able to go out more? Do you think this will be an integral part mm -hmm. to what you have going on in your business? Absolutely. Or do you think that there'll be a huge or there'll be a huge pickup in regards of the in-person interaction because there's been such a lack of mm -hmm. over the last year? Okay, I, I think it's a bit of both. I think um, we've now all, um, whether we wanted to or not, have all become pretty native to technology. Um yeah, uh, we we all still uh, make the mistakes with those conference calls with you know microphones muted and headphones not working. Hold on, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> so far away, Jay. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think um, the, the the genie is well and truly left that um, um, uh, that lamp. You know, I think it, it's out, and I think there's this huge potential. Um, I, I mean, I recognised this before COVID. Here, here we go, blowing my own trumpet, but. Um, Gosh, 2019, we did a, um, a live conference for free for our uh, New Zealand Health and Safety Professional uh, members where we had um, keynote speakers um, from Australia, um, which isn't part of New Zealand. It's, it's across the ditch. Um, we also had... Uh, I know, Brett, Brett, Brett Sutton has to remind me all the time when I'm talking <laughs> yeah, to him. I was yeah, like, yeah. this is not... He's like, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, okay. no, he's doing a good job. He's doing a very good job on that front. Um, <laughs> and then we had um, members of the audience as far over as the UK, which couldn't be any further away from New Zealand than, than you, you could get. So um, I was already um, playing with the, the technology um, available and getting people used to the idea that, you know, Conferences don't have to be those, you know, um, stale sessions all day long, stuck in big giant halls where there's very little <laughs> opportunity for engagement. You know, so yeah, tech, tech excites me. Uh, I think there's a real, real place for it, and I think it's it will have a, a positive impact in the safety space. Um, but you can't beat that face to face. And I guess long term, that's probably what's pushing me toward the idea of having truly global events. Once, once we're hopefully Touchwood able to travel again. What's to stop us from doing something really exceptionally different for the health and safety world? So do you think when you start doing these live events around the world, potentially, will it be a hybrid event or do you think it will just be a, a stand and true in person only? Ooh, um, oh, look, uh, I, it's inevitable it'll be hybrid. Uh, I'm asking you to predict yeah, yeah. exactly what I'm asking you to yeah, do. It, it, it'll, it'll be hybrid. Um, we did, here's something that was totally and utterly crazy. Um, talk about you know um risk assessments first year of business um i'd set up these professional groups i sent out a um sent out a survey within the first year to all these people to say hey this is really interesting what what is it we're doing here and what would you like to see happen and the this the response loud and clear was we want something that is live that is exciting that's full of energy and the ability to communicate with people so here I am, first year in business, no money. 
and um, and very little support. And I was like, right, we're going to do a live conference. And so um, I personally funded a, um, a live conference here in, in Christchurch. There was 130 people attended. We had keynote speakers from Australia, that not just one or two. There was about four or five keynote speakers who came over from Australia on their own um, uh, uh, money. We, we, we had no money to give them. Mm-hmm. So they bought tickets, they had bought um, accommodation, they'd given their time and their amazing insights. Um, and then in the afternoon, we broke the groups down into smaller groups so that they got to play with diggers and cherry pickers, um, scaffolding, all the stuff that we tell people how to use, but never actually get to use. So it was, it was a really right. awesome day. But um, it came at a massive cost to, to, to me and the business. It set us back a few years, really. But um, it's just it's all about um, uh, trying new things. And on that day, we used technology um, to allow people using a, an app to ask questions and to communicate with one another during the event. Uh, one of our um, members of the audience had come over from Australia um, to report on this event. It's so unusual that he was just like, I've got to see this for myself. And one of the things that he had said was, um, if you looked around the room, it looked like everyone was busy, uh, was bored and disengaged because they were spending more time on the phone than they were looking up. But actually what was happening behind the scenes was we had this massive conversation going on and there was people networking. I had three or four students from the um, the college that I, I teach at. They had come to, um, to witness this event. They were all offered um, three or four jobs on the spot um, uh, and each of them then went into employment. Oh, based wow. on those conversations that were happening. It was it was such a vibrant space. So that was a kind of a glimpse into the future, perhaps. And even having this conversation, Jay, is just making me think, right, I really do need to put pen to paper because there's, there's something in this. Yeah. <laughs> well, but here well, and we have a recording, so it's even it's a good it's a good idea too. But here's the other thing that I want to bring up then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you did say that it put back your business, but mm-hmm. it did advance the group. Yes. Have you done anything since then? doing another event or because I mean, it does sound expensive, yeah. but what, what have you done? Yeah. Since? So the following year we did the, um, the live, uh, conference online. Um, and the main reason being budget <laughs> reasons, cause it's so much cheaper doing it that way. Uh, last year was, well, let's just face it. Last year was a crazy year. So it kind of put things on the back burner. This year is a very busy year for the health and safety calendar. There's lots of events already scheduled. So I'd be foolish to try and squeeze <laughs> anything in early next year. Watch the space. Um, I've in, in no, no. I'll, you better do something before you, we release this episode because yeah, yeah, no, you know you so yeah. you, you, you say <laughs> that if you don't have it on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just bit my tongue then. You probably, you probably it's like pause. hold that yeah, thought. Yeah, like, oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no specific, maybe no specific dates, but I think um, yeah, early next year. <laughs> No COVID pending. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, watch the space. I think there's going to be something pretty exciting on the horizon. So I'll tell you, before the close down and the lockdown mm. here, and of course, exactly what you said earlier, New Zealand did it excellently mm. in compared to most. But as we start taking a look at it, a big thing that you would see at, at sessions here was virtual reality. And some people were trying to get into augmented reality. Mm. And you said that you had people at your event that were doing the real thing for people to touch, feel, mm-hmm. and really be involved. Do you think that tech, the way that it is with augmented reality and virtual reality, will will go deeper into what we're currently doing, or do you think that we'll still we'll still have a lot of premises, or people will start using the premises of doing it in person, where they can do the the hands on the ground, touching the dirt, and so yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Like I think again, healthy mix of of both. Um, uh, with 
I've, I've actually, re- yeah, you're just reminding me, I've been extremely fortunate. I've, I've been able to um, taste and feel the virtual reality and the augmented reality um, uh, opportunities that are already out there. Because, and this is a good example of you give, 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 and you get lots in return, but in unexpected ways. <clears throat> I've been able to um, uh, trial virtual reality um, solutions and, and augmented reality solutions from some of the, the real cutting edge pioneers here in New Zealand. Um, so I've, I've been able to experience what it's like to um, work on a, um, a, a bitumen uh, tank, um, you know, a big tanker with extremely hot hazardous uh, materials in the back. And the uh, the person behind me was like, hey, um, you should pull that lever. I was like, I really don't want to pull that lever. He's like, no, go on, pull the lever, see what happens. And boof, you know, big explosion. But um, in, that, um, in that environment, in that space, it felt so real. And that for me... Um, taught me so much more than something that I may have been taught in a classroom environment or with with paper. Um, yeah, you can't be... Read this paragraph. You're not going to yeah. have the same sensation that you, you just had it. as the in-person environment. Yeah, you got it. I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, I mean, you can certainly get close to it in person to person uh, with that hands-on tangible stuff. But again, it's like, well, don't push that big red button. And it's like, oh, but what happens when I push that big red button? And so having the virtual reality is, is, is a great way of being able to, you know, clearly make you feel um, and experience what it does mean to do that. Augmented reality is really exciting. Um, I think, you know, I, I think back to the days where everyone's running around trying to catch Pokemon on their phones, but uh, <laughs> it's still happening. I still see people doing it and they're adults. It's like, what are you doing? It's crazy. Um <laughs> But I think that's really interesting because can you imagine a workplace induction where, you know, you're, you're looking at your phone and it's identifying what could potentially harm you in a live environment? Um, it's really exciting space. I, I think there's a lot to it. Um, certainly not my expertise, but I, I, I definitely recognize um, the potential. And, um, yeah, I'm just I'm keeping an eye out for, for those businesses that adopt it early because I'll be definitely making a bit of, uh, bit of noise about it. Well, I, I think that you're spot on when it comes to the augmented reality side. If people, if like if glasses were available, people start in a workplace and go, okay, they can look around and automatically just really see what, uh, you're not at level X mm. and kind of, I mean, let's just say it, it's essentially a video game and have a kind of an understanding mm. of what they can doing for it. I think that it'd be excellent. It would definitely change the work environment. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, um, it's still, uh, where we are in terms of levels of maturity in the health and safety space. I think businesses have come a long way, but I still feel that we, we still need to get the nuts and bolts right. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of your recordings over the last little while, and um, that there's, there's some that make the mistake of thinking safety one, safety two, they're in conflict. But actually, no, that, that, that there's, they're kind of in, in unison. It's, it's almost like a kind of dualism, really. And um, I think in many cases, we're still trying to get safety one right um but the options the um the learnings we're getting from the safety two space the uh, the evolution of technology i think um we'll see a rapid improvement in overall health and safety performance um so long as we're open to adopting and being prepared to perhaps be wrong you know and um to um see that as a positive there's a lot of potential well, I mean, in, as you're saying, there's a lot of people that are locked into one format of safety mm-hmm. that if it doesn't fall into that scale, they're, they're kind of hesitant. And I think you're, you're spot on where you have to be open to all these different ideas, and that's how we'll be able to move mm-hmm. forward. 
Yep, absolutely. Now, Matt, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you real quick, if you don't mind. What else do you have coming up? <laughs> What's next on the horizon? Where can people find out more information about you, your organization, your company? Better saying, and what you have yeah, going thank on. Thank you. Um, so, as you've as you've alluded to, I'm pretty prolific on social. So, <laughs> if anyone was looking to follow my story, uh, they would find me uh, Matt Jones Advanced Safety on LinkedIn, um, Advanced Safety on on Facebook. Uh, gosh, Instagram, you'll find me um, uh, advancedsafety.co.nz. Um, yeah, Instagram, health and safety. You wouldn't think that's a natural um, uh, partner, but you know what? Like, tell your story and people love it. Um, you know, even if it's just a mundane, I'm having a really you know, difficult Monday, people still want to hear it. Um, advancedsafety.co.nz is my website. Um, and then Advanced Safety uh, on the podcast platform. So whether you're on iTunes or um, um, Spotify or wherever you find your, your sources of podcasts, you'll find me there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. In terms of where to from here, um, it's really a case of, um, for me, I'm really enjoying currently um, the coaching space. So those one-on-ones and those um, professional groups that are really trying to you know take it to the next stage. So I'm, I'm currently <laughs> bringing to life a VIP group group. Um, you know, two, two or three hours a month of my time dedicated to a small elite group who want to take that. Oh, you're so brave yeah. by calling it that. You yeah, are brave. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's like, who's, who's this guy, you know, to say that he can you know, make these people look better? And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not actually pretending to be the person that's doing that. It may look like that on paper, but you get a tribe together, right? And man, I mean, it's like the same as learning teams, right? It's like you get a group of people together who are all <clears throat> passionate about the same thing, all coming from different um, perspectives. And it's like, right, guys, like what, what is it you as an individual want to achieve? What does good look like over the next few years? Let's break that down into steps and let's cheer each other on. You know, if you come across a hurdle, let's share it. And among us, we'll come up with a solution. So, I guess my role uh, that I see myself as is a facilitator. And um, as you've rightly alluded to, some people um, look at me and my approach and think arrogant, you know, real, just, you know, uh, who does he think he is kind of character. But I think that the vast majority of people are seeing it now and going, wow, this is actually, it's dripping with authenticity. He's actually got a purpose. He's here to do something. Um, I'll, I'll, tune into that and then yeah we're, we're going to build a really epic tribe um we already are here in new zealand and beyond yeah well i have to tell you i appreciate you number one coming on to the show and i'm really enjoying even though it has been from afar <laughs> the things that you are doing and and i will tell you and i want to make sure that i reiterate it once again it was because a part of what you had vision wise that we took a look at and said He's doing it all the way down there. What can we do here in the U.S.? So I appreciate everything. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, it means a lot. And um, yeah, hey, look, let's let's, um, look to the day when we can freely travel again because, um, yeah, the the States is definitely on my uh, my agenda. So, um, yeah, I'd love to um, uh, get the opportunity to meet and shake your hand. You're a brave soul. Thanks, thanks again for coming, on to the, for coming on to the show. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Matt Jones as much as I did. Please don't forget to take a listen to Matt Jones's podcast and visit his website, advancedsafety.co.nz. That's advancedsafety.co.nz. Thank you for taking a listen to this episode of The Jay Allen Show exclusively on Safety FM. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. 
Remember, you're always the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Don't worry, we'll be back with another episode of The Jay Allen Show before too long. Goodbye for now. Safety FM. Changing safety cultures. One broadcast and one podcast at a time. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Want more of the Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com.